Welcome to Probably Science. I'm Matt Kirshen. That there is Andy Wood. Hello there. Still cold. Oh God, it's even Still colder. Still windy. It's so the coldest cold. day. I think yesterday or last night was probably the coldest it's gotten in LA this year. Is that true? Maybe? I don't know. It feels like it. And then today my heat just went out. My furnace stopped working. So we're inside with the fire going and a space heater going and I still have and we're in LA so we have no sympathy on it hey Chicago listeners no but hey, I mean like in London. if it's in the 40s and your heat stops working like I woke up this morning and the thermostat said it was 52 inside the house so that's too cold for anybody to sleep in that is that's, too cold yeah if I was camping that would be too cold also like it's, I like camping when it's that cold but what do you what kind of sleeping bag do you have a fucking awesome one dude and I have a, a thermal like I have an inflatable heat uh, sleeping pad it oh, keeps okay. you insulated off the ground. I prefer sleeping when it's camping when it's cold out because you know that feeling when you wake up and it's hot out and the sun is murdering you. Right, right. I hate that. I'm from Minnesota too, so it's something. I, I, like. I was born in Minnesota. Oh my god, that's but, right. We forgot. But still, uh, I respectfully. Well, I don't like to bring a sleeping bag when I camp. I like to. I like to sort of glamp, I guess you'd say. Like I have like a queen size arrow bed. I thought you were about to say the opposite. I thought you were being like, I just like to sleep out in nature. Oh, I no, like no. to be sprawled out I, in a bed of leaves. No, I bring, Naked. I bring regular bedding with me and I have this queen size arrow bed that I plug in. Regular bedding is amazing. In a, in a tent? Yeah. Right? But then cool. if it gets really cold, then you can't get warm underneath the regular blanket. No. So I woke up, like, I did that at Burning Man and that one night it got down to like the low 30s. And then I woke up shivering. I couldn't make myself warm because I didn't have a regular sleeping bag. So, well, I like to keep things camping. Like, I like to keep things like small. So I have my small. Heat. Like I really like the idea of being completely like self-sufficient uh, and like wild. You know, right. that's what I think I am every time I go camping. Even though I'm with people, I'm always like, well, if they left me here, I'd be fine. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel like, all the time when I'm camping. So I I keep my own sleeping pad, my own my own sleeping bag. My own, you know, personal. Tent. Right, right. Do you have like one of those single person tents? That's yeah, I have a single person. Oh, tent really? That's mine, and I have a frame backpack that's mine. Everything's mine, and it's mine. Leave me alone. Isn't single it, person I, tents, I, though, really. It's cause... like I'm picking fights with people when yeah. I'm camping. Yeah. Like, just be like, oh well, you want to leave me here? I'll be fine. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> I get enough food to last me for yeah, a week. Yeah, I'm good. The one man tent seems so pessimistic, doesn't it? I okay. It's a two person. Okay. Okay. Not- not like, really. Okay, because I was going to say, like, know. in general with the tents, you need to subtract one person from the number they claim, and that's the amount of people that could comfortably exist within so the tent. So I've used it with two people before, um, because I get laid, and I <clears throat> use it with just me, and it's better with just one person because you have the room to put Yeah, because it's a two-person yeah. tent, which means it fits one person. Because there's two people, yeah, you can't put all your gear inside. Two people. I like to put all my gear inside. The number they quote is the maximum possible number of humans that can fit yeah. within that area. Well, they give you a little diagram of how they'd be laying. Right. With no overlap. <laughs> it's like Tetris pieces. Some people yeah. are bent at the waist. and One's know. vertical at an yeah. angle. Somebody's like that S shape. Hey, the voice you're hearing, by the way, is our guest, who is a fantastic comedian. You might have also seen her on Silicon Valley and a thousand other things. It's the brilliant Alice Wetland. Wow. Hello, guys. How was your 2016 so far? I'm so far, so fucking good, man. I've been having a good year. My yeah. my shit's on point. I just joined Equinox. I'm like killing it right now in life. Does that like, have a lot of like classes? What's I'm, Equinox like? Okay, that's a, that's a fancy gym, right? It's a fucking crazy fancy gym. Okay, so expensive that it's a crazy. It's stupidly expensive, but my situation, my apartment is sort of like yours. Okay, I don't have a lot of heat. I don't have my shower is kind of a joke. It's like a. It's like somebody like knocked a, a hole in a wall with a hammer and they put like sort of a shower head in there. So it's disgusting and I can't be in it. Um, but I pay nothing and I love my neighborhood. So I was like, I could afford a fancy gym because then I'll go to it. Right. And it's like you, I also have been a gym member for a while and I've been like, the, the other day I went and I like opened a stall and it was like a, di- a diarrhea toilet. And I was like, you know what? I'm, t- I'm done with this. So that was, that was, pre- that was pre-Equinox gym. I was pre-Equinox. And so I just went... I have a friend who goes there, and I was like, "Is it worth it?" She's like, "Yeah," and uh, and and she got like money if I joined, so I joined. Oh, nice! And yeah. you check with your friend, and you're like, "How many diarrhea toilets are there in it?" It's and zero. Like, zero. Di- so far, zero diarrhea toilets. Whoa! Yeah, that's impressive. And the thing about it is that I also take yoga classes outside of my gym, and they have amazing classes at, at Equinox. So it's like you 
kind of, it's not that much money if you add up how you're not taking classes outside of it. So I guess it's good. Yeah, and if you start doing, you know, showering there and then eventually sleeping there and just doing everything. I'm not kidding. I'm going to, I meditate there now. Like, I'm going <laughs> to be there a lot. Wait, you know, I just Google Equinox and this just came up. Uh, so women 20, is, it's the headline is woman 28 critical after being found in gym pool, police say. So what's worse, but diarrhea if you read, toilet or corpse No, 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 no. It's not a corpse. Okay. She's critical. Well, critical. Okay. What they mean by that is, if you read on, she's actually just critical of the pool temperature. She's not. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> no, no, no. So what she's, she's, a she's very finicky. She's, She's, yeah, and okay. this is the kind of stuff that they do at Equinox. It's a t- very rigorous testing. <laughs> and, you know, she maybe she shouldn't have called the police, but she did, you know, because she's like, this is... She just, wanted to go to the highest up. Like, I was she, did, she went way over their head. She went Bo Bergdahl. She, she went Bo Bergdahl. She went the dust one just on to try the, to, like, raise some flags. Yeah, and it's like, okay, how old is she? Yeah, she just got to Hollywood. She's a little bit alarmist. Oh, yeah. yeah you yeah. know, because they had hired her to critique the pool, but... She's a, know, pool, she's a pool critic. She's a pool she just, critic. She just yeah, finished yeah. her master's in pool criticism. You know, and maybe she thinks she's an ingenue, but right. it's fine. See, here's the, here's my problem, right, with pool critics. I think <laughs> they're only doing it because they can't be pulled themselves. <laughs> all of them. All of them fail to be They all want to be. They all yeah. secretly want to be. Yeah, it's like they say, if you can't pool critique. Those who can't. Those yeah. who can't. Mm-hmm. But that's how good the gym is, that you just are in there for so long that you just die. <laughs> Like oh, it's the rules. It's a good, could, as good a place as any. Jim is you know? so good, I could die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're like, it's what she would have wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she said as much in her initiation and a private. So is it in L.A.? No, it's uh, it's Long Island. So maybe See, not even related. Already. The East Coast critics. I've been to the Equinoxes in New York, and they're different. They're not as they're not as awesome. They have snow that. Sorry, Equinox on the East Coast. The, I know you guys listen to probably science. Y'all need to step it up. It's not fitness, it's life. I did get a t-shirt. I'm not kidding. So when I joined, I got a t-shirt. Uh-huh. They were like, let's get you a t-shirt. And we go there and I'm like, they're like, what size are you? And I'm like, small. I'm 5'2", guys. Like, I'm Mm. small. And they hand me the, oh, we're out of smalls. Here's a medium. I'm not kidding. It's like a, it's like a, I could barely shove a quarter, a roll of quarters inside. It's so fucking tiny. I'm like, so this (laughs) is like an aspiration. It's an equinox medium. That's what I said. It's just aspirational. It kind of made me mad. That's how they get you. I'm immediately giving it to Goodwill because I don't even care. <laughs> I don't care to advertise that way. I have the key fob. So. Yeah, do you wear do you wear comedy club or festival t-shirts? Because I've got a collection of them and they just sit in my. Cup. Well, I have a shirt from the um, Bloomington, the Comedy Attic in Bloomington that I uh-huh. wear, just because I love that club and that's such a great club, and I want people to know that I've done it. Um, but otherwise I don't I have tote bags I get tote bags oh yeah I'll do a bag yeah I have a a tote bag for every festival what do you tote around in those just other totes from festivals and badges what do you do with badges guys I'll show you after the show. Oh my god! I put some nails. There's just we go into his room. There's a lady tied up with badges. Like, okay, (laughs) this is just his hobby. (laughs) They were all hanging from a doorknob, and then I just hated the noise and opened it. Yeah. So I just figured out a way on the wall. I've just realized, by the way, there's what you call, what we call badges. You call buttons. Oh no! I'm sorry. I meant I didn't mean laminates. I meant like laminates. uh, (laughs) Yeah. uh, What do you call? I was thinking like What did you mean, Alice? And then a badge. Like Around your neck thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like a festival badge. What Wait, what did you say again, Matt? You said that we call buttons badges? We no, call no, no, no. Other way around. We What you call buttons, we call badges. So if he's, if I'm wearing a pin that says Trump. Yeah, that would be a badge. Why are you wearing that badge? That would be a Trump badge. Don't wear that badge. Don't wear that badge. Don't wear that badge, wear that badge around badge. me. Don't I'll be fully angry with you. I'll be. Yeah. I'll be livid. I know you're doing this as a joke, but that is exactly how someone would speak <laughs> on seeing badge. that badge. <laughs> Why must you wear that badge? Why must you wear that? It's too early for that badge. <laughs> Please. All right. I'm sorry, Matt. I'm not. I uh, thought that was a pretty good accent, actually. It was a pretty That was good. a very, whatever, wherever Matt's from, I was doing that region. It's from Poshton, yeah. Poshton. Yeah. Poshton. Poshton in middle classville. Yeah. <laughs> it's near Cockfosters. Yeah. <laughs> It's not everyone's, that far. everyone's favorite subway stop. Cockfosters? Cockfosters. That's a subway stop? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Tube stop. I'm sorry, yeah. Awesome. Tube. It's the end Tube. of the Piccadilly line. Tube, spelled C H U B E. That's how you guys say it. Yeah. Tube. U umlaut B. They don't say tube. Uh, tube. They say tube. tube. No one, everyone's turned it off. Everyone's turned off. No the one's listening to this anymore. Hey, hey Alice. Like, 
Mm-hmm. We always ask our guests this before we get into stories. What, if anything, is your background in science? Um, and it so could be a class I that you like to. Am a I I went to art school. Um, so no, none like, of that. Like actual art school. Like, like a fine art college. <laughs> nice. So I have a BFA. And you are currently wearing a beret. I am wearing a beret. Or so a beret. for the listeners at home, that ridiculous word means beret <laughs> or toque if you're in Canada. Wait, I thought a toque was like a um... beanie. Fuck. But then I thought... I'm sorry, everyone in Canada. No, that's fine. But then beanie. Oh, I'm so, they don't understand mean... what I'm saying. I'm sorry. Now they get it. <laughs> They're like, "What?" Rewind, rewind, rewind. Uh, so I, my friend is a scientist. So she's a neuro, neuroscientist. Big ups to Danielle Robinson in Portland at the University of, I have no idea where she works, but she's a neuroscientist. Mm. Um, and she do be dissecting those fleas. Dissecting uh, fleas? Yeah. That takes a very steady hand. That's how neuroscientists kind of do their thing. Oh, okay. Flea, fleas are heavily involved. Mm. It's a very steady hand. Yeah. It's just an exacto. Yeah. It's like, God, I, I betchered another uh, one. Uh, I think no. I cut it. I, yeah. You just mash it with a spoon. <laughs> yeah. Fleas have a lot. <laughs> I had a flea Fleas problem a here of... like four years ago. It was the worst. If you're a neuroscientist, it's not a or problem. It's, it's a study. Um, so I, that that's a science connection. Nice. It is a science connection. This, was there a class at school that you liked or that you hated? Or did you <laughs> blow stuff up in the woods? I had a class with a, um, that was like astronomy with uh, in college. Uh-huh. Um that I really liked. The, the professor was really curmudgeonly, and there was only about eight people in the class. And I remember one time he said, like, there's not life on other planets. Like, just, there just isn't. Like, if their probability is so low of another, like, uh, sentient, intelligent life existing that he, like, did the numbers and the math for us, and it was sort of a bummer. And I loved that he was so... Um, just like such a wet blanket on the idea. So of, matter of fact about yeah, this. Yeah, so it turned my whole crushing. like I was so X Files like I loved you know, and then it just really was like okay, fine, I get it, you know. Um, but now I think they're saying that's not true. Yeah, well, even when you were having that class, they, yeah, I think he was giving you. Well, the, it's like he was talking to his ex-wife for me. Yeah. Was so <laughs> like he was like, there isn't okay, Martha. Just let it go. Yeah, it was. Um, I I think most. Most astronomers generally will say that there is probably life on another planet somewhere. Yeah. But it's also quite likely so far away from us that we'll never have contact. Right. Well, well, there's that. Yeah, there's definitely that. But then there's also that uh, that equation. um, It's the Drake equation. Yeah. Yeah. And and it just kind of depends on what numbers you assume for a few of those parts of it. Yeah. So the Drake equation is this this formula that gives you the probability that there's life on another planet oh, and it goes when when i remember this when i hear that hotline bling yeah that can only mean one thing yes it's the life on another planet yeah, that's exactly what it is so yeah i've studied and algebraically <laughs> <laughs> the alternative way of expressing it uh-huh it, i think it, it multiplies together a lot of different factors so it's the it works out the Number of galaxies in the universe multiplied mm-hmm. by the number of stars in each of those gal- galaxies, mm-hmm. uh, and then the proportion of those stars that are likely to have planets, uh-huh. and then the proportion of those planets that are likely to be the kind of planets that could sustain life. Yeah. And the final factor in there, uh, there's a few there's, others. There's the, the fraction of civilizations that develop a technology that releases detectable signs of their existence into space. So this isn't just the likelihood of there being life, but of us detecting it ever. Yeah, right? and so the final one sort of, the final one kind of relies on how long humans have been alive because we're the best estimate for how long another civilization could exist. True. Interesting. So humans are. I just love this stuff, guys. So the longer, yeah, the longer humans exist, the more chance there is of life on other planets. Right. Or in of us of, detecting life of, on other planets. Uh, this equation. Yeah, because this equation will kind of go like, okay, well, if there's another planet, another civilization, they need to be at least as advanced as us. Yeah. And then they need to not all murder each other or or go extinct or blow each other up before but, but, they've done enough to send signals for us to meet. And we're the best model for what that is. I'm a little bit like, I'm lazy by, by nature. Like, I think that when I think about these things, I think... Um, Oh, well, yeah, they're probably out there and we don't really need to do all these equations because like they're just going to find us. 
like we don't need to go into all this like oh well once we figured out the probability they they're they're out there being advanced probably you know they they haven't how, what are the what's the, what are the odds that they have Trump they have their own Trump you know <laughs> I mean? if they, is there a space Trump like if there's this which I'm saying like no this is we have fucked up in this perfectly like amazing way like if we had the money and the and the re, like we have the resources to like figure out how to make our own like Starship Enterprise and we probably could have done that like years ago. But, like, because people are so stupid and shitty, they don't give enough money to science. Hey, don't okay, rain okay, on my brain. I'm not okay, done with okay, my okay, theory okay. yet. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. But, like, that's probably not happening on the other planets. So I'm just like, the odds are that, like, somebody out there has got a spaceship and they're, like, looking for other planets and they're going to find us eventually. And then they're going to take us to, um, you know, bring at, be pets in the mall of their planet. I think you're be being great. a little bit of a self-hating human. You're sort of putting down your own species. No, I hate I hate humans. But I mean, Ooh. why would you assume that we? Why would you assume we're the we're the worst version of life? Maybe we're the best version. Maybe usually as soon we as we are definitely the worst. I don't care if the other. What if as soon as things become as sentient as we are, they instantly turn on each other? We've lasted longer than most other ones. Like we don't know what usually happens. Yeah, but we while we are turning on each other, even if they're turning on each other, it's the way we do it is so much grosser. We don't know anybody who's else. Okay, so I was just watching Star Trek last night, and there was an episode with the crystalline entity. It's called Silicon Avatar, Next Generation. Anybody? Oh, anybody, no, I haven't anybody? seen it. Wait, which oh, Next wonderful. Generation? It's okay. like one of my favorite. It's season six, I think. And it's about this crystalline entity, which is like this sky, this like crystal shape that comes to a planet in the sky and then just fucking levels it. <laughs> and uh, and this woman is studying it because it killed her son. Like basically it comes to these planets that people are settling for uh, to create civilizations and mm-hmm. then ruins them and kills everybody. But uh, it didn't kill it didn't kill Data or or what's his name? Uh Gates McFadden didn't t- kill Dr. Crusher. Basically, oh, okay. didn't kill anybody, any of the Star Trek crew members that were there helping the settlers. And this woman who's studying the crystalline entity thinks it's because Data was there. And she thinks that Data is in cahoots with the crystalline entity. Okay. So she's like accusing. It's like, but then she starts becoming friends with Data because Data happens to have lived on the planet that her son lived on and stored some of his memories before she died. Okay. Anyway, so this is a whole subplot. But what rules is that. Yes, it's like this thing is just destroying everybody and in its path, but Picard points out that it's just feeding, you know, just like we like kill uh, like a million uh, fish every day. Sure. Like we just eat shrimp cocktail all the time, you know? So it's an and allegory it's for like vegetarianism? That. No. And, 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 well, and as it does so, it's like beautiful and crisp and like it's this gorgeous, like, you know, shape in the sky. And it's like, and it comes there and it's like, wow, what's that? Well, you're dead, but. Wasn't that pretty for a second? I don't know. So Data is... I forgot. Is Data partly human? Or is he all of Data is, has a positronic brain that... So he's he's artificially intelligent. Okay. So then he's that's created why by man that. with, with like nuts and bolts, but he his brain does um, grow and change. Okay. So they didn't eat him just because he wasn't human. He wasn't uh, he wasn't organic or wasn't a life form. Yeah. So then the why, why did they notice that that, 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 that that thing didn't eat any robots or androids? Because there's never been an android on a planet that it had, it had destroyed oh, okay, before. Okay. There's never been like a, a artificially intelligent being. But uh, there also is another backstory where the crystalline entity was in cahoots with Data's brother on like another planet. Oh, so that was the one instance in which I think that like Data's brother made contact with the crystalline entity, and then they're like flying around the galaxy, does it have a like voice? killing people together. I didn't get to the end of the episode, oh, okay. and I think it does. Like, is a conscious. It's thing. like yo. What if it was just like so, like not what you'd expect? Now I remember that episode. Now you just did that impression. Yeah, Yeah, right now it rings a bell. Like I'm a crystalline entity. Is that Bobcat Goldthwait? Yeah, it's like um ah, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, sorry about. I don't know what mine was. That was it. Was a very. Odd I'm sorry to go on that long thing. No, I like. But I, I, was I have hoping, to take care of my Star Trek fans at home that are listening to this. I was hoping it was going to be a decoy where they intentionally didn't kill Data to, so that everyone else would suspect him. And they would have like inviting. See, or you have seen Star Trek. You know how this shit works. No, I, th- I was thinking that was like a thing that Hannibal did. I've only listened to a third of the History of Rome podcast, but that's uh-huh. the story I remember. Is like. Hannibal had all these amazing tactics like he would come and destroy an entire town but then like spare one really nice estate oh, up on a hill 
So then everyone assumed that that person was in cahoots with the Carthaginians or something. It's just a random thing. He just left one house not oh, burned down. Brilliant. Yeah. You know, if he wants it that bad, he deserves Give it. Give it to him. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, everyone that died at the hands of, of Hannibal. Hannibal back in 2,000 years ago. Sorry if that was somebody's great long-lost grandfather. That's who was a badass, though. I mean, really, it's worth, uh, it's worth brushing up on those stories. I get it. Yeah, I never watched hey, any Star Trek though. Please. I I feel like I'm a, bad, I'm a bad nerd. I don't know. It just never. It always no, seems so like it. procedural, and it's like no, no, no. It's not. I mean, it's not procedural. It's, it's, it's it is. It's like it's there. All the episodes are one offs, like the X Files, but it's, yeah. it's pure, pure utopian like sci-fi. And it's if you if you like any movie that has any kind of sci-fi element to it, it's covered in and and a TNG episode. Yeah, like The Matrix. Is like a, an the, right. the entire plot of the Matrix is like an elevator conversation on the Enterprise. Right, right, right. It's so deep. I love it. It just always seems so like high school theater y to me, but it know. is also very high school theater, <laughs> which is like one of the best things I love. One of the, my favorite things about a TV show uh, is if it's bad. There's elements that are bad that I can make fun of, yeah. but it's also super engrossing and interesting and good and mind blowing. So if you watch it high, it's like the best thing. Okay, right? I'll, I'll give it a chance, I guess. I probably won't. But um, did you watch Grease Live Whoa. last night? No. I'm dating this podcast as happening two weeks ago. But um, <laughs> you didn't watch any of it. No, I didn't. It was pretty good. I was impressed. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty impressive what they pulled off. I'm not well, a huge I, musical fan. but Are you? Yeah. Like, like what? what is your connection to this? Uh, like, we I'm just remembered that it was on <laughs> after we recorded last night. So I was like, oh, that's on. So I just turned it on for a minute. And I was like, oh, this is like technically is impressive. Uh, Vanessa Hudgens, okay. Julianne Hall. Nick no Tavite. I don't know how to say uh, anybody's names anymore. So a bunch of kids. Uh, yeah. And then they okay. had the actual Frenchie come on to be the older waitress who was consulting. The I'm not Frenchie. into Greece. I don't like that musical. Oh, I don't okay. think that's a I, good musical. Okay, for me. fine. Oh, and uh, Carly Rae Jepsen was in it. She's adorable. Yeah, she is adorable. Isn't she like 47 or something? It's amazing. <laughs> about that last we just like, had this isn't she surprisingly she's old? She's 30. She's not old. She's uh, yeah, but that is surprisingly old for someone who you assume you know to be 17. You know who else 17. is uh, Adrienne? That, like, oh, oh. No, no, no. Um, I'm thinking of... Ariana Nucci? Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. Who dresses like she's 14. Yeah. And wears this high ponytail, and she's like, hi! And like it's like, bitch, you're 30. She's, but I like it. It's fine. You're named after More a Starbucks drink, and yeah, you're 30. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Grande was definitely a Spanish word before it was no, a no, Starbucks No, 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 I'm pretty sure she's a Starbucks <laughs> Okay, so we've established uh, zero, zero science besides TNG and, and uh, Bachelor of Fine Arts and your friend. So wait, what's, what, is the, what is the Bachelor of Fine Arts experience like? Is it like It's like thing? The Bachelor. Okay. Um, no. Uh, what's it like? Is it like is it, is it just a school like, is it like fame? No, because there wasn't a performative element in my school. It was a, it was like... Fine arts, as in um, painting, drawing, sculpture, photography, oh, okay, okay. media arts. So you know, a visit to LACMA. Okay. You know, imagine no leg warmers. Museum fatigue. Well, there was leg warmers, but it was like you know, um, paired with a asymmetrical trench coat. I okay. Okay. Um, so a lot of cocaine uh, in my in my school. And, um, yeah, I, I see a lot of people from my school are, are actually exhibiting gallery artists now, Damn. which is amazing That's cool. um, because, you know, you don't think about everybody goes into web design, which is what I did. I did fashion and web design after I graduated. Didn't do know you, what do I you do your own website? I did my own website. Yeah. I like, I like to do a little bit of the HTML, you know, a little bit of the old jQuery. I did my own WordPress theme one time. That was hard. I, it took three months. Damn. I'm not going to do it again. I'll probably go to Squarespace. <laughs> By the way, Squarespace is a great What if I did your playing for you. You're like, what? Why? They aren't currently sponsoring us, but we do stand by them. Like, okay. they, they have sponsored us. We use their site. Awesome. We use their we use Squarespace for problemsites.com. <laughs> yeah, it is, it's, a good, it's a great thing. It's awesome. very easy to use. I have to set up a new one. It's responsive. I always think it's funny that responsive is the term that just means it works on a phone. Mm. Why, why isn't oh, there a better word? Yeah, responsive. Like, that seems like too big of a word to just mean. Totally, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your yeah. site is responsive. But it is, yeah. It instantly works well. We're not plugging them, and yet we it's are. So it's so great, but we can't not. Yeah, I mean, like, whatever. Free hey, plugs, Chris. make a good product. Yeah. Good on you. Good on you. Okay, let's get into some stories. This is one uh, that was sent in by... I don't have the listener's name in front of me. But it was also brought up... I was talking the other day with somebody about why we have sinuses because mine get all clogged up after I get a cold. And I'm like, what the fuck? Can't we just not, can't we just get them filled in with like 
rubber cement or something. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want my sinuses oh, anymore. I now know which story you're about to do, and it was sent in by listener Baz Lovenberg. Oh, well, thank Lovenberg. you, Baz. 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 Balaz, Baz. Tweeted it at us. Um, so I was I was discussing why we have sinuses. I don't think we need them. And then it turns out uh, it's a recent story making the rounds that uh, we don't really know why we have chins. There might not be any reason why we have chins. Uh, we're the only animals with chins and no one knows why. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the lower jaw of a chimpanzee or a gorilla slopes backwards from the front teeth. Uh, so do the jaws of other hominids, like Homo erectus. Uh, Neanderthal jaws end in a flat vertical plane. Only in modern humans does the lower jaw end in a protruding strut of bone, which is a, a sticky out bit, a chin. Um, it's really strange that only humans have chins, say James Pampush from the Utrecht University. When we're looking at things that are uniquely human, we can't look to big brains or bipedalism because our extinct relatives had those. But they didn't have chins, which makes it immediately relevant to everyone. Indeed, in rare cases, except in rare cases involving birth defects, everyone has a chin. Some mm. are less pronounced than others, perhaps because their lower jaws are small or they have more flesh around the area. But if you peel back that flesh and expose their jawbones, you see a chin. So why do they exist? And there's no firm answers. No one knows. Uh, and it isn't for lack of effort. Evolutionary biologists have been proposing hypotheses for more than a century. And uh, Pampush has recently reviewed all of the major ideas, together with David Daigling. We kept showing, for one reason or other, these hypotheses are not good. Uh, the most heavily promoted explanation is that chins are adaptations for chewing. They help to reduce the physical stresses acting upon a masticating jaw. But Pampush found that, if anything, the chin makes things worse. The lower jaw consists of two halves of the joint in the middle. When we chew, we compress the bone on the outer face of this joint near the yeah. lips. And pull on the bone on the inner face near the j- tongue. Since the bone is much stronger when compressed than pulled, you actually want to reinforce the inner face of the joint, not the outer. In other words, you want the opposite of a chin. Mm. So... I love this because it I, it supports my theory, which is that we uh, are like Homo sapien, like uh, link in the evolutionary chain is um, is an interstitial between two oh. types of like solidly existing. A better thing um, is coming. Yeah, a better thing is coming, and w- that's why we're so f- weird and we're so confused about so many things. And monogamy, like the the dissolution of monogamy, for instance, is sort of I think part of that, like. That we've tried this weird marriage thing as part of our, like, uh, you know, agriculture, really, is where marriage comes from. And, and, and now we're realizing, like, that doesn't work. And chins, also. And, uh, just so much, cause so much of our body is just always falling apart for, in, in the dumbest way. Yeah. Like, we're like, our teeth fall out if we don't wash them or whatever, and we can't figure out how to, like, But then isn't that also, that problem? Like, didn't we create that problem with our weird current modern diet? Exactly. Right? Yeah, we did. Our our, mod, our diet doesn't work. Yeah. None of the things we're eating the wrong foods all the time. Like we just evolved into this like mistake, the being. And like, I, what's going to happen is eventually like that's going to be like all that all the it's like a cocoon and it's going to fall away and we're going to oh. become whatever we are. Which I do think is that probably looks a lot like David Bowie and Amon. Like if you look <laughs> at them, they're just like from another dimension and they're just like, you know, that's why I think that I was so sad when David Bowie died because I thought. For some reason, I think I'd put him in the category of my brain of, like, people who are advanced and just, if I was ever, like, in a horrible, you know, if I was being, like, pursued by some terrible, like, intergalactic um, foe, I would go to them and they'd be like, we know what to do. You there's know? like a tribunal. Yeah, there's a tribunal. Headed by Bowie and Amon. Bowie and Amon are like, yeah, the links, and they're like... <laughs> so Bowie's death has forced you into a new alien escape plan. It, and I feel lonelier than ever, you know? It's just, Yeah. <laughs> He really was our collective rock, and we didn't realize it until... Yeah. It's true. That's exactly how I, I think everybody felt. It's like, whoa, mm-hmm. daddy. You know? Well, it's not right. There are, here are a couple of other debunked or implausible or probably wrong explanations for chins that Pampush discovered in the various different studies. One is that it resists the forces we create when speaking. Speech is a feature that separates us from other living animals. But there is no good evidence that the tongue exists substantially enough forces to warrant a thick enough chunk of reinforcing bone. And any mammal that also communicates vocally or suckles or engages in complex feeding behaviors that involve the tongue are probably experiencing similar stresses and strains, and they're not getting chins. Maybe it's about sex. Here's another theory. Men have typically bigger chins than women, and stronger chins are often equated with attractiveness. Hence the goatee. Also, it maybe they're better for like um, whatever it is that uh, 
helps to be like skilled at like munching box. Right. You know, yeah. so it's like that awesome. men are evolving or like we're like people are evolving to be better at like pleasing women sexually or something. Because then you know? the chin is, the chin is a kind of rest. It's a perch. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's great. <laughs> it's take it from me. It's great. <laughs> Good stubble covered chin just getting <laughs> up in your just, business. Well, you know, it has to be between like there's a point in stubble where it's like, oh, okay. Anyway, whatever. But then Bonobo yeah. is also Munchbox, as we discovered on the show with, M- with Dr. Hey, Chins. Oh, I love those guys. Yeah. I love those guys. But I'll just Google Matriarchal image searching Nature, Neanderthals. Yeah. They, they do seem And they gangbang their way to, uh, like, they, having babies. Right? Yeah. And they, they, they also trade. They trade sex for favors. I love them. It's they just, all seem to be basically... It's just like a, a, like a commune in Portland. Yeah. That's what bonobos are. They're all pansexual sex workers. That's what they look like? I don't get... Yeah, they're pretty closely they're related horrible. to chimpanzees. But, I mean, how do you not consider that a chin? I'm looking at a picture right? of a bonobo. What, why, it seems like everyone's just Strong kind of choosing their own too. definition oh my, of a chin. Look at those biceps. I'm, it's kind of hot. Dude, tries for days. Tries for look days. What do we, hi, I have a question. Yes. What are triceps? Like, how do you get this strong triceps? But like Pushing what, what things, you, extending your arm is triceps, pulling it towards you is biceps. Extending your arm? Okay. Pushing it, pushing something away from so you. So what are they doing that they're pushing stuff away? Push-ups. They're doing lots of push-ups. Okay. They're doing I really, sex push-ups. Oh, look at that baby bonobo. Oh. He's so happy. He's got a little flower. All right, guys. I think I would consider these chins. I don't know. See, I think I think There's under very these definitions, that's a lower jaw. That's not a chin. What's All right, well, different? like, do, you know what I mean? I get, it. I get it. It's like, look at um, Reese Witherspoon, right? Her chin is like a diamond. It's like really intense. Okay, guys. It is. She's got a very pronounced chin. So here are the other theories. So, so the idea that it's something to do with sexual selection, like a peacock's tail or a stag's antler, mm-hmm. is would make that would make humans the only mammal ever where both sexes have selected it selected with the same ornament in other words women have chins too chin shape may be relevant to sex but it doesn't explain chin presence um there's another theory that it helps deflect punches to the face what's mm. hilarious <laughs> that's totally but a british guy chin, theory yeah chins that's are like, not good for deflecting blows either uh, you know it's like deflecting like a jab marcus of queensby rules so that's also one of the said. theories behind sinuses, is that it's a crumple zone for the face. A crumple zone. Yeah, sinuses. So they can collapse without damaging That is so bro-y. Is a bunch of bro scientists. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, remember when you drove your Mustang into that wall? <laughs> what if that's what a sinus is? <laughs> but they have lab coats on, too. All right. Okay, they so do, they we... kind of wear them backwards. <laughs> so fashion. So there's no good explanation for the chin. All of this Very comes down to we don't... All of it comes down to there's no good explanation yet. Somebody's going to pop, like Rumor Willis or something has like a gigantic chin and everybody's going to be like, oh, one day, like well, you're going to get it. That's why. This, so Pampush reckons, Pampush theorizes that the chins aren't adaptations at all. He thinks it's more likely they're what's called, I've never heard this word before, spandrels. A mm-hmm. spandrel is an incidental feature that has no benefit in itself, but is a byproduct of evolution acting upon something else. So we evolve other stuff, and that's just the that's just the artifact that's left yeah. over. Okay, that makes sense. So he thinks, for example, during human evolution, our faces shortened and our posture straightened. These changes made our mouths more cramped to give our tongues and soft tissues more room and to avoid constricting our airways. Airways, rather, the lower jaw developed a forward slope, of which the chin was a side effect. Sure, uh, sounds fine. To me. This is, I know. I'm 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 all right with that. But that's. The problem with that is that the chin's outer face don't follow oh, the Ed contours Young of his inner face. Oh, Twitter. He wrote this. Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> um, another possibility is as a bit of the it's a bit of the jaw that got left behind when the rest of the face shrunk back. As early humans started cooking and processing our foods, we made fewer demands upon our teeth, which started shrinking as a result. They gradually retracted into the face, while the part of the lower jaw that held them did not, or at least did so more slowly. Hence, chin. Okay. I mean, this all seems fine to me. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> a little bit, it's like okay, science. Uh, but this article goes on to say that this, the very fact that there is this controversy, reveals something about how scientists think about evolution. Some see the sculpting power of natural selection in everything, and view chins as surely some kind of adaptation, and others see natural selection as just one of many evolutionary forces. 
and so gravitate towards that spandrel-based explanation. All right. Ed Young is not following me. Oh, come on, Ed. Come on. Um, And I'm a little pissed, but I will, you know, try to remedy this situation. Why did you think he did? I don't know. I think he tweeted. I I think he had some interesting tweet or something, and I I responded to it, and we had a tete-a-tete. Ah, Ed covers science for the Atlantic, which is where this article was found. Gives you food for thought. Food for thought. Chin origins. Thought food. Thought food. I like it. Um, what else you guys got? I like this story about, so some countries don't have as advanced of a system mm. of, uh, addresses as, as we do here. We got the streets, we got the numbers in the streets. Places huh. like Ghana don't even have addresses for a lot of places. They just t- tell people where to turn based on landmarks. Like you'd go to the, go to that store, pass that tree. Cool. I love that. That's way more, better for me. Kind of hard to do like Amazon prime and stuff when you got that. Great. H- hard to do. Screw e- Amazon e- 24. Prime. Pay your, pay your employees fairly. Stop <laughs> micromanaging their movements. Um, but a new homegrown mobile app wants to change how people get around in Ghana, putting an end to the confusion faced by everyone from ambulance drivers to bus drivers, taxis, mm. and couriers. The Snoo Code app generates a unique code for every property in Ghana, pinpointing each specific location with GPS technology. And once you have your new address in the form of a code, you enter that in the app's mapping service to find the best route. Great. So I can't hide in Ghana anymore. Can't hide in Ghana. Great. Thanks, Snoo Code. No, you don't have to say. I think that's interesting that they don't have an address. System. Yeah, they, I think it's according c- to this article, they used to just say it's by the chop bar or beside the so mango cool. tree or after the blue kiosk. I just love. I love. I know. I know. I'm very much like white white person romanticizing that, but um, I guess it doesn't need to be a white person thing. I'm just like f- thinking that of that. Uh, that's sort of bucolic and uh, wondrous, sort of like. You know, I mean, you could still choose, back in my day. You could still choose to tell someone that you live by the blue kiosk past the chop bar if you wanted to. Yeah, but then if, if you wanted accuracy, you could be well, like, you it's know, it's quaint. I saw last night, by the way, Brent Weinbach mm-hmm. talking to the people at Facebook at Riot LA. Like, there was a Facebook station at Riot, and they were like trying to get people to put their Facebook pages. Um, create their page right. and then ver- get verified and like how to use like the, the new content they features were. that they have. And I saw them, two of them talking to Brent Weinbach and I was like, good luck. <laughs> like have a great time guys. Like, this is going to be a long conversation. Like I was just like, what is happening here? <laughs> yeah. Brent's the best. Should we talk about tri- trivia the other night or not? Is that too long of a story to get into? I think it's too long of a story. Uh, there's a trivia night we go to quite a bit. Oh, really? On, on Mondays. If you, in fact, it's near you. You're in. Oh, it is? I'll definitely go. I love that type of stuff. Great. Red Lion on okay. Monday nights. Okay. Should we be t- putting it out to the world? What time? Do you want to sure. bleep that? No, it's fine. <laughs> uh, Blue Lion. Okay. 8 p.m. Right. It starts on Monday nights. And we often go down there. And a couple of weeks ago, we had enough people that we were forced to split into two teams. Oh, sweet. Because it was, uh, it was, I think, a seven aside max. Mm hmm. Andy, Andy was getting there later. I was on the team with Moshe and Brent and a couple of other people. And so we named our team Andy Wood, with Andy being on the other team, just so... So the first time they announced the team score is after a round that I'm there. <laughs> She'll just yell out my name and say what my score is, Amazing. and I'll... Yeah. It was very... It didn't stop being funny. Like, every time it was funny, every time she read out the <laughs> scores and Andy, who was on the other team, you like, you can't... You almost can't resist, like, your ears prick up when you hear your name, right. even yeah, though yeah, it's... Yeah. So it made me laugh the first time. I don't think I had a huge reaction to it. But then after the whole thing ended, Brent came over. He's like, so, so, so what did you think when we, when we named the team after you? It was like, yeah, it was funny. It was a good joke. He's like, like, what, what happened? Like the first time, like the first time you heard your name announced, like, what, what, was, what was your reaction like? I was like, I don't know. I was like, I was like, that was funny. I was like laughing. I was like, like show me what, what the look on your face was. Like, when, when you first. Oh man. <laughs> it's like, I need to enjoy, he's like, I need to enjoy this thoroughly. Yeah, he needed to know the exact facial expression that Andy had because he so was facing just, the other way. Did you do like an impression of what, what you did when you heard <laughs> your name said for the first time? Like, can you show me what it looked like? Oh, he's gr- so dominant. I love Brent. I love he's Brent. a very funny human being. Yeah. Um, okay, so anyway, this Ghana thing. It was founded by Sesanam Degadu, who studied engineering at university in the UK, but returned home in between completing his undergraduate and master's degrees. And his inspiration for the idea came during his time working for a bank in Accra, where he found it difficult to navigate the capital's hectic street system. Mm, I think this is a thing we should all kind of move towards, a universal mapping system. Oh, that would actually, yeah, that's true. Because, you know, when you send something to another country and it's like, street, it's like the the address is all like, one, two, three, 
um, country, then street, then a phone number of your friend. It's like it's so weird dumb. and it doesn't make any sense. I was just doing some calculation before you came over about how many characters you'd have to have to, to map out the entire planet to some precision. Uh -huh. And if you have eight alphanumeric characters, by my math, uh, that that's a big enough code to describe any place in the planet within a 25-foot radius. That's what happens when it gets cold in your apartment. As I just start, 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 start crunching, crunching numbers. numbers. Yeah, it's about 200 million square miles me, on the planet. Andy does mathematics yeah. for warmth. I did. It, it worked. Um, but yeah, wouldn't that be cool if you... I mean, you could memorize eight digits and that's wherever you are mm -hmm. i mean it could, you could go to 10 and have it be like down to like a tiny square right. that you're in or well i mean they like... have like what are gps coordinates how many numbers are in that um but those are actual like latitude and longitude numbers i'm saying like we could do a system kind of like a bitly for location where you just generate and it, it could even be longer than that and have it be entirely alphabetic and no numbers and you could have like words you could just memorize or you could even like create, you know, like three words that would describe where you are and have it assigned the way that Bitly assigns shortened URLs. Um, does this make any sense what I'm saying? Yeah. Like just a universal thing. And then you could even decide how much precision to give it. And you could decide, you know, you could text a friend, I'm here. And it's just this yes. quick little code instead of being like, it's in the corner, whatever. Yeah. You could choose to make it public or not public. You, it, it's just like moving towards a universal system for mapping the yeah. entire planet without having to do latitude logic. Like, even be... in, in America, the roads, signs and numbers are much more sensible than in Britain. Yeah. Yeah, you guys have like so many like just pave the cow path kind of bullshit. Well, because in Britain, a lot of the roads, like many, many of the roads were named years before anyone thought there should be any kind of logical structure to it. Right. So firstly, the streets aren't straight, because the streets in older cities started off as just the spaces between where houses were. Right. Yeah. And then you get roads that will have five different names as you move along them. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and then also the numbering will then restart sometimes, and sometimes it won't. And then... Okay, so in America, the an odd number is on one side, mm -hmm. and the even number opposite it is one less or more than the one opposite right, it. Right, right, right. Like, mm -hmm. house number 351 will be pretty much dead opposite house number 350. Oh, right, okay. Because they do yeah. it by distance, and yeah. it'll jump Or you won't it... be, like, a mile away, at least. Yeah. It might be down the street or whatever, but yeah. Because if a house is big, then it'll skip some numbers, because it's yeah. related to the distance. Oh, that is true. Whereas in Britain... Mm, does it always do that? Pretty much. Pretty much. It does it a lot. Like, it's like, it, you, you know when it doesn't, but it's like, it does seem to do Yeah. Yeah, in Britain, they just start as, on the streets that do have odd and even numbers opposite, which is most of them, but not all, yeah. they'll have, they'll just start with one and two at one end of the road, and then if one side has mansions and the other side has little cottages, then halfway up the street, it'll suddenly be house number 200 opposite house number 110. Oh, Jesus. And then it'll change the street name again, and right. then one of the numbers will start from the beginning. And the other number won't. Throw it all out. Start over. Yeah. But I guess what we're saying kind of with the technology that we have is like all of this is out the window anyway. But so, the thing is that we need to, what would be cool is if we were prepared for like a digital dark age. But you know what? I'm not doing anything about it. Yeah. So I yeah, can't I really to, I wonder how well this code thing is transferable back to a location if you don't have the app. That is a good point. If there is a problem with yeah, the like, app or problem with technology, like you can hash. Uh, 14? That sounds like a deserty place. Yeah, like, I mean? is it... Like, is it... Oh. Oh, yeah. Because with latitude and longitude, at least... You that's can true. go back to a chart Which and you can make... You, you can, can your ship. vaguely know. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, this guy, the creator, said his grandmother is in a village in the Volta region, and she doesn't have a smartphone, so we went to her house, got her a code, and stuck it on the fridge, which means if she's in trouble, she can call emergency services and give that's awesome. them her code. But they have to have smartphones, obviously. So it's well, the like, emergency yeah. services now apparently now all have this. He's got them all to sign up for it. Right, which uh, that makes sense. But I'm saying it's not workers. like immune to a digital apocalypse. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, it's a cool thing. I want to see it. I want to see it everywhere. And if someone has a better system than what? I, well, obviously someone's going to have a better system than what I came up with. <laughs> <laughs> if this isn't the absolute best thing that I came up with half an hour right, ago, right? Half an hour ago, and you're yeah. twenty-five. Was it twenty-five meter radius? Uh, I figured out. I think it was eight. Uh, yeah, thirty-six to the eighth gives you. Um, yeah, it gets you down to about two thousand square feet, which I think is a circle with a radius of twenty-five feet. Wow, that is so fun. 
to talk about what's next. But do you even want, do you even want 3068? Because you don't want a zero and an O to be a part of your code. Okay, riveting. so 35. Uh, but maybe we could have like. Some, I left hours ago. <laughs> you guys look around. Do you want, do you want I's, ones, like, and L's to all be options? There's skid marks outside where my car. Okay, let's bring it down to 30 different out. options. 30 to the. Maybe 30 to the 10th. I'm sure 30 to the 10th gets you enough. All right, anyway. Um, good on you, Ghana, dude. Good on you. Uh, good on you. Good on you. Matt, do you want to do a story? Uh. Hey, uh, Alice, do you yeah. want a story about space lasers or a story about chemically resistant bed bugs? Space lasers. Space wow, lasers. really not into that bed bug thing. No? No, because that's scary, and then now they well, it's super powered. We get it. We know that they're containing over. Yeah. It's going to be... That's they're gonna be the, so... They're little whippersnappers. I guess we're already talking about them. But whatever, space lasers. Have you had a bed bug, a bed bug experience? No. I need a knock on wood just to please, which is almost as bad. Knock on wood. Termites. Termites. They're like, stop knocking. You want us to call our friends? The bed bugs. <laughs> They're all Did you live in New York ever? Yeah. Because New York's had real problems with bed bugs, yeah. right? Or chinches, which is the Spanish word for bed bugs. Chinches. It's chinches, cute. Which is it's even, chinches. no, it's even, for some reason that word, because I know what it is, it's, so, it's even more like, like, ooh. Chinches. Yeah. I hear the word chinches and I'm like, oh my God. Oof. Ugh, barf. No, thanks. Okay, let's not do it. Let's do the space lasers. So Europe is beginning to roll out its data superhighway yeah. in orbit above Sorry the Earth. Sorry just to double back very quickly, but I didn't realize this um, this Ghana story. Mm-hmm. The National Ambulance Service only opened in 2004. What? In response to a sports stadium disaster. Oh, my God. Uh, when various people died. And public confidence in services remains limited. People normally use taxis in emergencies, as finding people in densely populated rural areas is usually a challenge. And responses may come too late. Damn. So people are still unfamiliar with ambulance services and suspicious of them. Well, you know what? People should be suspicious of ambulance services. What with the uh, fees that your insurance company doesn't cover. I'm sure they don't have the same system as us there, See, but that, still. Uh, maybe okay. the, if, that's, if that's suspicious, then it could uh, spread. Yeah, that's something that I still don't get how American healthcare works with that. The idea that you can get hit by a car and then people are like, ah, I don't call an ambulance because I don't want right. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the Uber, fact that the fact that know? fire departments will never charge you anything, but an ambulance will put you like in debt forever. In There's bankruptcy. a family whose whose kid was saved by an airlift to a hospital, but now they're absolutely bankrupt because the airlift cost like sixteen thousand dollars. Yeah, and it's like, well, I guess somebody does have to pay for those airlifts, but you know, it's <sighs> crazy. There's, there's, there's certainly a way around this. Yeah. Hey, people, you know? at your most vulnerable moments. Yeah. Yeah, right. decision. Financial decision. It's like when I broke my face surfing and I was in the hospital and I didn't have insurance and they're asking me if I want to get an MRI or an x-ray. I'm like, what are the costs of the two things? And they're like, oh, we don't know. They don't let us know oh, how much things so cost. Insane. I'm like, well, fuck you. How am I supposed to make this decision? Like, I guess I'll go with x-ray because I assume it's cheaper, but you can't even give me a ballpark price. Like, that's, that's criminal. Yeah. I wonder if there's anybody running for president right now who's addressed these things at all. I love that Ted Cruz gets called out by Fox News even now for being wrong about Obamacare. Did you see that? <laughs> no, what happened? Well, he was claiming that like the unemployment is higher. Just all these things that are like demonstrably untrue or that fewer people are covered. And someone on Fox News is like, well, no, no, the fact checkers, like, that's definitely not the case here, what the numbers are. And he's like, well, there's a, there's a liberal bias to the fact checkers. Like the Fox News person was saying like, well, you, we don't like Obamacare either, but the things you're saying about it aren't true. Actually, more people are covered. And yeah, I did see Ted Cruz claim that he was one of the people who wasn't covered when it changed over, and then it turned out he absolutely was. Oh, really? He was because they yeah. went like, "Who isn't covered?" He went, "Well, me for starters," and then fair, and then a week later, fact checkers like, "Well, nope. it is a cool like way of going about. It's like a renegade <laughs> political." Uh, they're just like, well, just say anything. It doesn't matter. Like later on, like people will fact check it, and then that won't matter. Nobody's gonna pay attention to fact checking. Yeah, it's yeah. like when when newspapers, particularly in the UK, which yes, do this a lot more. Uh, the, the tabloid newspapers in particular will publish a page three massive, like the whole of page three, page five, like one of the major pages, just splashed with this story. And then a week later, published an apology on page two in the bottom right-hand corner. Right, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. In tiny text. That's awesome. Uh, actually, it's we legal. said he was a murderer, but actually, it turns out he hasn't killed yeah, anyone. Yeah. So sorry, sorry. Yeah, now. yeah. We regret our error. 
Well, people are becoming more suspicious of that type of thing and ambulances. So Yeah, according to this article, people in Ghana uh, are used to it's a society where people think ambulances are used for carrying corpses. <laughs> so if someone sees you in an ambulance uniform, they're scared. Oh, it's amazing. It's not good. But yeah, Obamacare, there was well, also that guy that guy called out Cruz, or didn't call him out, but said in some town hall thing that his brother-in-law has like cancer everywhere and he couldn't get any kind of coverage, but now he is covered thanks to Obamacare. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, so what are you going to replace it with if you get rid of it? And he was like, oh, sorry about your brother. Uh, but it would have been, he could have gotten, he's like, no, he couldn't. And now he has the... Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That rocks so much. Yeah. Well, uh, good friend Jesse Case, there's a good chance he wouldn't be here if it wasn't for... The lack of pre-existing condition stuff? Yeah. That's true, yeah. There's so much, the pre-existing condition stuff, it's like... Because if it wasn't for that, thanks to that law existing... Once he got his cancer diagnosis, yeah. he was able to then go, all right, I'm going to get yeah. the most expensive. Like, he still has to pay a shit ton for his insurance, but he got, like, the, yeah, you can we wait. cover everything with, no, with Which, like, the lowest deductibles and the lowest charges. It is insurance. weird. Like, I, I don't get how any of this, we're in this weird in-between. Just either completely privatize it or completely make it a government program. But, like, if it's still a profit-earning company, how can they expect to make money if someone can game the system by not paying into it until they suddenly need to collect a lot out of it. Like, obviously, an insurance mm -hmm. company needs to make more money than they give out, or else mm -hmm. it's not a company. Mm -hmm. It is a stupid and... It's a weird thing. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a weird compromise that doesn't really leave anyone happy. Yeah. But, I mean, right. it's good that people But the pre-existing condition was not... It wasn't like... they. Did, it wasn't a thing that they implemented. I think somebody thought of it as a way to solve a problem that was being, like... But then it was like, oh, but then we could also use this to just make sure we don't ever cover anything because that's what it was. If you had right. any kind of like, if you had asthma as a kid or whatever, then you yeah. don't get to have anything that covers asthma, well, which is crazy. Well, I, then I, I don't get how it's legal for them just to, to discriminate on anything at all because they still have like, you know, actuarial tables that tell them whether it's riskier to insure a, a car driver if they're mm -hmm. 22 or 52. Yeah. And it's like, well, you're, so you're, you're. You're assessing the risk of insuring this person and charging the one who's riskier more because they're probably going to be collecting more, right? which is logical as a business. I'm yeah. not defending insurance. It's just like, that's what the business is about. Yeah. So should they also not be then allowed to ch charge different rates for different ages for right. car insurance or for right. different genders? Like men cause higher cost accidents. So like, is that legal? Like, uh, you know, it's the same mm -hmm. sort of moral problem that you would have with preexisting conditions and medical stuff. They should just make it like they, where you have to write a sketch. With your friends about whether you should be insured or not, and like they just watch the sketches sketch, and like, really? yeah, it's like funny or die, but literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of. By the way, I didn't that think of that punchline. I wasn't reverse engineered. Okay. You know, I respect just that. it seemed me. organic. It's, I really didn't. It, think was, it was organic. Yeah. I promise. Um, it's so cold in here. There's no so other way cold. to reverse engineer. We just got a tweet from Christy Johnson, by the way, who sent us a story about an Alberta teen who was who was injured by an exploding e-cigarette. Oh my god, I saw nice. that. That's it a knocked, joke. That's it a knocked joke his cigarette. teeth out. I didn't okay. realize they could explode that well, crazily. Yeah, that's a... That is a... That's the face of someone who looks like they just got kicked hard in the he face. He just got... You've been vaped. You've been vaped, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Don't vape me, bro. Don't vape me. Yeah, I don't um, see why anybody would risk it now. Like, now that I know they can... Someone else got their neck broken by one? What? Like, that's a big-ass explosion in your face. I'm going to go out on a limb and yeah. say, uh, not not worth it. Not worth it. Nope. Not worth it. It is very cool and awesome, and everybody of thinks course it it's cool. looks good. We all know it looks great. But We all know it's cool. Yeah. Because you get to be like a kind of robot dragon. Yeah. Right. You get to, yeah, you get to suck exactly. C3PO's dick. Yeah. Oh, so this is the kind that where you look like you're like a, you're like a steam engine. Yeah. There's yeah, so yeah. much vapor comes out. By the way, just so you guys know, the furnace repairman is here right now. That's oh. what the interruption we're about to hear is hopefully the heat comes Are you sure back it's on. not a stripper? Look at him. Could be. He's like, I heard there's they need some heat. It's, <laughs> he sends a stripper first. Did someone ask? Like, look, that is not what we wanted. Send a real furnace guy. Are you tanning Chatham? Uh, did you mean to mix up? Okay. I, I like It'd be funny though if you were a if you were a like a plumber, but also a stripper, but you like just use the same outfit for both things, <laughs> you know? And you're like, oh, do you really have a problem? Because I can actually just do that. It's more, but um, like they're not feeling it. You slowly yeah, put the yeah. clothes back on and yeah. just get to work on the. Or you or you do both. Or you do yeah. Maybe you just you fix, you the, fix the, the thing, and, and then you're like, if you fixed. want, invite some friends over. This can I I have a couple hours extra. Like yeah. imagine how much more satisfying that twist is yeah. after they have competently done yeah. the thing that they said they were gonna do. Or like, like you're so good at stripping as a plumber would strip that you're a little bit you're like, wait a minute. 
Like he bends over and the first thing you see is his butt crack and you're like, wait a minute, are you a real plumber? And then you're like, oh like, yeah, hire me. Why do your breakaway stripper overalls actually smell of real welding? Yeah, yeah. Like, if, the, if that does it for you. Yeah. Like the stripper cop did. pulls you over, like arrests you, fingerprints you, detains you for 24 hours, <laughs> and then gets naked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was a, there was a cop uh, mistaken for, a, like it actually happened recently. A cop mistaken for a stripper? Uh, police officer mistaken for stripper at 50th birthday party. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, this happened like yesterday or the day before. Um, this is not a boombox, it's a toolkit. It happened in Britain. Good on you, Brits. In Wilshire. Of course. Uh, Give police it to community Wilshire. support officer. It was a police community support officer who was mistaken for a strippergram when he accidentally stumbled on a 50th birthday party in Wilshire. Uh... PCSO Mike Ober was on foot patrol in Bradford upon Avon or on Avon on Saturday when he spotted an open door at a social club. Going in to investigate, he was greeted by a group of women who went wild with excitement, thinking he was the male stripper they'd ordered. Nice. <laughs> he said the party was about to get started and they thought I was early. I had to beat a hasty retreat. Oh, he ran screaming. Oh well. Oh uh, yeah, he lost your chance for a second career. I know. Uh, community support officer. I'm sure you're making a grip. In that yeah. line of work. Yeah, that's like a level below it's, policeman. Yeah. What does that actually entail? That's like, support? isn't that the guy that shot Trayvon Martin? Like, he just made himself into that? It's kind of, it's, I don't know if they actually have the right to arrest anyone. No. They're like, okay. They have the right to remain shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Sorry. like campus cops. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's, it's like a step above Renicop because it's not a private company, mm-hmm. but it's not. Yeah, they like you have done power. police training, but yeah. you've done less police training. And Rent-a-cup? we never get into this space deal. I know the space lasers. Uh, okay, so space lasers. It does seem more boring now that it's, I'm looking. It's at a it. little less. It's not as fancy. It's just because it involves lasers doesn't mean it's and it's data. Yeah. It's data transfer data. lasers. It's a data superhighway. The first node is a telecommunication satellite <laughs> that was launched in Kazakhstan, or from Kazakhstan. It was. It will use a laser to gather pictures of the planet taken by other spacecraft and then relay them to the ground. One uh, benefit will be to put information on natural disasters such as flooding earthquakes into the hands of emergency responders far faster than has previously been possible. Oh, and look, there's a soundbite from one of the scientists. We have found a way to make uh, the space and lasers very boring. <laughs> it was not boring, so this is advancement for the science. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting how boring it is, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize how long it took us to get space pictures. I thought we got space pictures pretty much instantly, but I guess it used mm. to take days, and now it'll be minutes. Yeah, so they used to only be able to transmit their images when they pass over a receiving dish, and they'll have visibility with this antenna for just 10 minutes in most cases during every 90-minute orbit. So instead, their new answer is to fire the pictures upwards instead via a laser to another uh-huh. satellite much higher in the sky that has a constant view of the ground station. Mm. Um, it's like... When you can't get the camera far enough away in the selfie. Now that's far enough. You know what I mean? Because you're like... Yeah. But you just send it up to space and you're like, what's up? Oh, yes, yeah, sort of. Well, it's like they take the picture, but then they send the data on it up to then get sent back. Down. Yeah, because yeah, the, yeah. the satellite that's actually taking those pictures is whipping around the Earth and only gets... Whipping around the Earth. Quickly. Whipping. Whipping. Whip. It only gets 10 minutes on each orbit to be able to go like, looks like this, and then it's uh-huh. gone. So instead, they fire it with these lasers up to this higher satellite, and yeah. then that satellite that's yeah. way the hell up beams yeah. it down constantly to Earth. And in defense of its unboringness, it is sort of cool because they have to hit this... They said the difficulty is basically that you have to hit another satellite with your laser beam over a distance of 40,000 kilometers, which is akin to hitting a two-euro coin over the distance of the Atlantic. So that's kind of cool, right? Well, they have yeah. to- I like that coin mm-hmm. thing. Love and it. When they connect successfully, data will move at rates of up to 1.8 gigabits per second. Gigabits. Gigabits is boring, yes? Uh oh. All right, that's the He's furnace. Here. That's the furnace getting fixed. Uh, Are we taking a break? Let's just keep rolling. You guys, I'll get it. I got to pee really bad, though. Is it a, okay? A let's take a break. Sure. Hey, we're back. The pool guy. Oh, not the pool guy. The, the heater guy. He's here. Heating it, it up. Heating it right up. He's, where is he? Down in the base. We have a little su- just, a tiny basement. He just evaporates into heat. <laughs> He's like, goodbye, world. Like, is, oh. is he one of those ones who shrinks himself and actually gets into the mechanism <laughs> and fixes it? He's like, here we go. We're like, oh my god, wow. 
It's really expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird that he has all that power and just uses it to fix heating. It's not even necessary. Like, fingers work also. Yeah, you could just, yeah, you could just do that with a wrench. But. Yep. but if you have that power, you may as well. But his passion is heating. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully the next recording, things will be a little warmer. So, mm. <laughs> Speaking of things heating up... Um, it's getting pretty hot in here. It's... <laughs> Maybe there'll be a heat wave in two weeks and this is out and people will be like, listen to this if you want to feel cool, you know? It'll- yeah, I think you can, it does kind of translate. I think yeah. you can hear how freezing you are. You can hear are. how cold. This will be like a product of its time. People yeah. will be able to listen back to this probably in years to come and just talk about how, what it was like when it was cold in LA never? that time. Yeah. Or we're all going to die because of global warming. And Guys, it was never cold matter. in LA. Oh, really? Well, why don't you listen yeah. to Probably Science episode 197? It's like The Revenant for your ears. The reference? The Revenant. I'm going to make a movie called, the, it's basically like The Re- Rev- Revenant, but it's like a struggle with getting like a job interview, and it's called The Reference. Okay. I like it. <laughs> really like that? They leave you for dead. Yeah. At the, at the employment Employment center. agency. Yeah. An agency. That's yeah. what they would, that's what he would And you let them it. know yeah. that Marcus will vouch for you, but he won't vouch he for you. He won't vouch yeah. for you. He says he'll, he'll vouch for you, but, but then at the last minute he'll... he'll yeah, he'll pill pounce on you and try to get you pregnant. Did you guys watch that movie? I did. I, I was didn't. about I was about to drop in some facts that were relevant to the movie, and then I thought I don't want to. There Spoilers. might be that might be a spoiler. Yeah, I did and, like reading afterwards that Tom Hardy is that his name? I was yeah, him with he didn't make t-shirts. Okay, uh, he Ed Hardy. Oh, I was want to. Oh say my one god, no! Couldn't yeah. be different. Couldn't be different. Um, I guess he's just doing a Baltimore accent. Really? This is what I've been told. Yeah, Scotty Landis <laughs> tweeted about that. He's like, he's just doing a perfect impression of my like fourth grade soccer coach. <laughs> <laughs> really? Um, I love Tom Hardy with all of my being. He's do you the even love guy in the world. Do you even love ten years ago MySpace Tom Hardy? Oh, especially <laughs> ten years ago. Are you kidding me? It's he knew funniest. what he had. He knew what he had going. The funniest. Back when he was drinking. Yeah. Is that the difference? He got sober? I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Pretty just, much everybody that you know in Hollywood is sober. I hate how sober is so cool right now. No, it's just the Ugh. way... We're, you're just getting older. That's what it is. It's not what? like... It's not right now. It's just like your friend group is getting older and people are being like... Everyone doesn't join AA at a certain age in the world. That's not how it works. In Hollywood, they do. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, it's a Hollywood-specific yeah, problem. Yeah, it totally is. The sobriety thing is a problem here only. We got Bradley Cooper. <sighs> we got... People are like, other people. J Lo. What I hear, comics are like running bits at AA meetings. That's a nightmare. That's, That's fucking, horrendous. Are yeah. you serious? Running oh, yeah, bits. Yeah. Friends of mine tell me about like big name people who are doing their shares and they're just testing out material. I'm like, fuck this whole sobriety thing. It's a racket. That is upsetting. I'll and tell I you the names after. From we get what off I here. hear, how from... much stage time do you get though? <laughs> who books it? Like per meeting. What I mean, like, it I probably is better than most mics. Is that on it's top. not. That would be like from what I hear from people who go that kind of thing would be not tolerated. Like they'd be like, keep it out of here. I like it's also, pretty respectful. I find also the trouble with a lot of those meetings is you just you're just having to perform to other addicts. Right. <laughs> just like, <laughs> like all just right, we get we get the the analogy you're making. No, I want to beat Whoa, this to the ground. Him down. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, Matt stood up as part of that bit like so that, so that he, was sort of intimidating he did it? start and we're like sitting and we're like uh, we just ordered nachos we're like what's happening are you sitting up um, trying to speed up the ending of this or are you cold and you want to get into the fire no I was just I was just stretching my legs oh okay okay it seemed like also right, I'm, I'm on this couch round to the side so I was Matt trying to get more in your eye line it seemed like a power I move I just feel like it's heating up in here maybe second. it is the space heater the space heater could be working maybe it's just like a somatic maybe he's just the kind of heating guy who just <laughs> makes you feel warmer <laughs> It's like Reiki massage for heating. He's like, so, how you been? Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I feel good. <laughs> I would cold? pay that guy a lot more if he would do that. Yeah. You know, temperature is just a construct. <laughs> you're like, yeah, but, you know, things have been kind of going crazy for me. He's like, but wait, are you okay? And you're like, thank you. Finally. <laughs> a furnace repairman who cares about me. <laughs> do you have any shows coming up, Alice, that you want to let the listeners know about? Two weeks from now? Yeah. Um... Let's see. If you're listening now, that means that it's February 15th, and we've already finished Valentine's Day. Oh, I have a shit. show on February 15th at I.O. West at 9 p.m. It's called Sex, a Horror Story. If you can't make it to that, I will be in Phoenix at the House of Comedy. Uh, <laughs> if you can't make it to that, and you are also in Phoenix <laughs> or thereabouts, uh, House of Comedy in Phoenix, the 18th to the 21st. So come on by and see me in Phoenix. Nice. And where can and they find you on the internet? Don't hesitate to follow me on Facebook. I just got a verified Facebook page. Boom. Woo. 
or uh, Thanks Alice to that Wetterland thing on Twitter. Yesterday? Thanks to that thing yesterday. Nice. Yeah. They were at Bridgetown as well. Like, the Facebook yeah. people. Yeah. Don't do that. I want to see. Yeah, I want to see if Brent actually has a verified Facebook page. No, there's page no that. way. He's like he actually got them to get rid of their pages. Probably <laughs> is what happened. It's like yeah, I think we should move into a different right. field. Yeah. Why would right. we do social media guys? This Brent guys. Why do I miss- need to be a, available all the time? You're right. Right. It is a hassle. We are a hassle. Are. I think Brent also uh, didn't have a cell phone for a long time into his comedy career. That I can. F- uh, yeah, I think of he was. He didn't like even like even like. Seven or eight years ago, I feel like he didn't have a cell phone. Yeah, I don't think he has one now. Really? According to yeah, oh, friends amazing. of mine, that's he amazing. doesn't have a cell phone. That's great. He just says he's going to be somewhere and he's there. I'm jealous. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so follow Alice. Check out her shows. Um, and everyone who's been using our Amazon affiliate link, by the way, thank you very much. It makes a big difference, and it costs oh, I just you busted nothing. on Amazon, didn't I? Sorry. Oh no, no, it's fine. I mean, they know what they're doing. No one's going to stop using Amazon because of what, <laughs> what I said. It's the place yeah. everyone goes. But to maybe buy they'll everything. sign a petition to get Amazon what's, to what's better practices. Again? Well, they use this thing called micro movements, where they make employees that work for them like it's like a draconian uh, overseer is like make sure that like their, their wrists move a certain way to make sure like the packaging set, like that they on their little conveyor belt that they're like basically treated as machines to like make oh, sure so it's that like the sort of was it in like the 50s or 60s when they started doing time and motion analysis yeah they, it is it's but like that. just done to the hundredth degree yeah so they have to stand a certain way and like whatever and are you it's sure just, maybe that some of that is like not to paid very well rsis and stuff like that is i'm not sure but i'm pretty sure that from what i well from from what I read, it was it's not like for the people that work there. Okay. It's for the company to maximize efficiency, um, which can't be good. Okay, so when you're when you're shopping at Amazon, go to our link first and then buy. <laughs> yeah, and then buy you know. And condemn them loudly online. And do buy what I do, and that condemn people's them loudly in public the and still use them. <laughs> yeah. um, order your Howard's in books from Howard's Amazon. Yeah. On Amazon. You can find the link and to that. And appreciate irony. You can find the link to our Amazon shopping link at probablyscience.com. Cost you no extra. If you happen to be shopping on Amazon anyway, go through our link first. Ah, right. Exactly. Go through wow. our link first or set that as your bookmark so you don't need to remember. And you can also find the donate button. We're recording episodes back to back so we don't have people to thank this week. But thank you so much to everyone who donates. It helps us keep this thing going. We really appreciate it. And spread the word. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell anyone who likes listening to podcasts to go and uh, listen to us. Say nice things about us on iTunes. Write nice reviews. You can find us at probablyscience at gmail.com. Tweet us at probablyscience. Uh, and go to probablyscience.com for all your probably science needs. Uh, we are also at Matt Kirshen and at Andy T. Wood at Jesse Case. Keep standing right yep, there, Matt. Yep, we are both we, yeah, wait, wait, this, don't, don't move a muscle. Just this is, podcasting by the fire. Just keep, yes, there we go. Just leaning nonchalantly against the fireplace. <laughs> oh my God, what a great... <laughs> Matt's okay. just podcasting by the oh, fire. Your picture's kind of better. I'll send it to you. Okay. All right. This will go up with the this episode. The we'll page. tweet. I'll tweet this when the episode goes up. So go to twitter.com slash probably science and uh, look for a picture of Matt lounging by the fireplace telling you to uh, donate. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us, Alice. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm going to go get warm. Get warmed up. Maybe, you know, I feel like I feel like the heat might have just turned back on. I feel like that, too. All right, okay. guys. The heat is on, Glenn Fry. All right. Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.